Hello, everyone. Welcome to Philly Sports Now, a Philly fan podcast. My name is Zach, and I am here with Nick and Andrew today. And uh, it's bye week, ladies and gentlemen, so we don't have too much Eagles talk to bring up today. However, bye, I, bye, did bye. I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was <laughs> starting it off strong. Um, I do have something I want to talk about based off of live events, though. So we will get into some football talk. Um However, that being said, we are mainly going to focus on some Sixers and Phillies news and rumors that we have or have not heard or talked about. Uh, it's a it's a bye week, you know. It's a it's a it's a no Eagles week really for the for the most part. Um, that being said, uh, I did want to say to start this off strong, I'm fairly confident now. And correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think we now have Eagles fans in the White House, which is kind of cool. Um, I think I saw that. Yeah, I'm well because I know Joe Biden w- went to Super Bowl Fifty Two. I know that I've seen those pictures, and I know yeah, his wife. Series, it, his wife is from New Jersey, so I'm pretty sure they are Eagles fans. So that's kind of neat. Yes, I mean he's he's from Scranton. So yeah, I, 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 correct. He is also um. I, I, sorry, I thought he was from Delaware. I forget he lives in Delaware. He's from Scranton. He went um, to Delaware too. But uh, yeah, Eagles fans. So that's cool. Neat. Yeah, I actually saw like pop up on my feed, and I was like, "Wow, this is cool. birds." <laughs> yeah, and there's also I don't remember the game was, but there's a picture of him at him and his wife at a Phillies game. They were both all like decked out in Phillies gear. Well, I guess he wasn't really decked. He just had a hat on. But so, I, thought, yeah, they, I thought that was the World Series, so I could be wrong. the World Series. I couldn't tell. That's what. But either way, he's still still Philadelphia fan. Philadelphia fans. That's pretty neat. So let's keep going with, like I said, a little, little quick quick football news here. So live today, November 8th, I just wanted to talk about, uh, uh, I don't think we said this off pod, but real quick, the New York Giants beat the Washington football team, which shocking to me. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that was shocking to me. And I haven't checked, but I'm pretty sure it's halftime and Dallas is beating Pittsburgh. So what do you guys think about the NFC East just being a mishmash right now during our bye week? Well, so I think, I think. I think I, I wanted to bring up the whole Giants thing because, Zach, you you constantly use the Giants game as a pillar of how bad the Eagles and Carson and everybody is and, like, how we should have crushed that team and yada, yada, yada. When I look at that game as, A, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that was the game Carson came back, like, single-handedly and, like, won the game, right? Um, yes, correct. That was uh, the so, one-point so, win late in the game. So I look at it as Carson – biggest accomplishment of the season and it was like a big win and i compared it i mean i i said you know in 2017 when we won the super bowl we beat a horrible giants team by a 61-yard field goal to end the game my point of all this is the giants lost last week to the tampa bay buccaneers barely all right so tom brady barely beat the giants so like like this giants team is just not capable of putting together wins but they have very good players yeah I, the only reason i bring it up is because the only reason I, I i wanted to talk about it was you know because first of all the next game we have is new york giants so obviously you know things to look at we're gonna look at the game right and 
You know, everyone's been presuming the Eagles win the division right now. And, you know, maybe that's a high assumption at this point in the season. But I think the Eagles have an overall good, perf- a good to like slightly uh, a concrete performance that you can depend on when they're going to win. It's a matter of how is another story. Um, but, uh, you know, Giants, like you said, Nick, they came out that they, they perform well oddly right like I feel like that's the best way to put it like you don't expect them to perform well and they do and I just I thought Washington was a better team and I did not expect uh the Giants to win that game at all and you know they showed up to play and they did and uh, long story short has me a little worried for next week how do you guys feel about next week and I know hey, we're going to do our pregame episode, which will release, of course, on Friday, November 13th. So we will talk more in depth about the New York Giants-Eagles pregame then. But real quick, you know, just overall, maybe a couple of minutes here. How do you guys feel going into next week with the Giants winning against the Washington football team? Uh, I mean, look, the Giants, the Giants, the Giants lost to the Steelers by 10, Bears by 4, Rams by uh, 6, Cowboys by three, uh, you know, us by one, the the Buccaneers by two. So, I mean, like, these are really close games from, from the Giants have played. Obviously, they left out them their 49ers game. They got smoked. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, they've played some really <laughs> close, tight games. And mind you, without Saquon Barkley. So, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of scrapping together a season here. I don't know why they're trying so hard, personally. I mean, I, I guess, I, I don't know, like, like, like I, I guess... They're sticking with Daniel Jones as a quarterback, right? They're not going to tank for Trevor Lawrence, I assume. Um, if if they were, they're doing it pretty badly. Um, but 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 I think you're going to get a very similar game. Time, I think this is going to be a down to the wire type of game. I I think it's the case with all games in the division. I think it's just naturally how it's going to be, especially when nature. especially when everyone's this bad. And uh, I you know I think I think it's going to be a close game. I expect us to win. But I, I think we're the team with more on the line because the Giants have no expectations. The Giant, I doubt, I doubt Giants fans ha- are even talking about winning the division. They probably don't even care, <laughs> right? Whereas like we're we're still going like, hey, you know, we could win the division and go to the playoffs. So I, I think yeah. we, we're the team with something on the line, and the Giants. I mean, I think are just kind of showing up every week, and if they get a win, they're like, oh, cool. But if not, I mean, like <laughs> they don't really care. So. Sure, sure. Andrew, quick thoughts? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, Giants, yeah, their record obviously doesn't show up, but they actually have played everyone pretty close, which is an interesting uh, thing to kind of look at. And I feel like they're kind of always that team that just hang around uh, like year year in and year out. It's like everyone expects easy wins against them, and for whatever reason, they just always find a way to keep it close. They're so can't... close to being a decent team. They're, they're like exactly. so <laughs> yeah. close. But, that, but, they, but then at the end of the year, they're like <laughs> 2 and 14. So like, yeah, it's it's a weird it's weird to see because it feels like they are the same thing every year. This year, obviously, without Barkley, and it'd be interesting to see what he would be able to do if he would be able to win a couple of those games that obviously ended up not being wins. Uh, but I'd expect it's a road game. Eagles are coming off a bye, while the Giants are coming off this week. So I think that should help a little bit. How much? Who knows? Um, I, I mean, you're expected to get Miles Sanders back. Uh, I think that will definitely help as well. 
Jeffrey is supposed to, but I feel like he's been supposed to for the last three or four weeks. So we'll <laughs> see that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, I forget he's even on the team. I don't even think about him as a receiver on this team. No, not at all. Imagine not at all. I, 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 I was so... Explodes this team to like the next level. Like like he comes back and he's just like the Alshon Jeffrey from like 2015 and is just like bawling. Like that would be awesome. I don't see it happening. <laughs> no, what I see happening is basically a repeat of Jackson where he comes on the field for one play and then walks I, off. I I assume that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> um. All right. So we want to wrap that up. Let's uh like I said, a uh, quick uh plug in for the next episode. You know, like we uh every like we do every week. We'll do a Philadelphia Eagles pregame for the New York Giants game, and that episode will come out on November 13th. Look forward to that where you get your podcast. Uh, So moving on to what will be our focus today is the 76ers and the Philadelphia Phillies. And uh, let's talk Sixers first. Now, I can't recall when exactly we talked about these names. I'm sure we brought them up, and if we haven't, shame on us. It's been there for a while. But Philadelphia 76ers have named a new head coach, Doc Rivers, and they've also named a new uh, president, which is uh, Daryl Morey, correct? Um, So let's talk about our feelings on these two big names joining us. And then I got some rumor mill stuff that we want to go over as well. So, Andrew, uh, Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey. Uh, First off, I'll start with the coach. Doc Rivers is a great hire. I think we did touch on it, but, I mean, you couldn't have had a better coach fall into your lap. Um, once he was fired, I mean, we talked, we were on here talking about D'Antoni and Tyron Lue and all that, but the second Rivers is fired, like he's the easy, easy choice. Uh, so credit to the Sixers going out, getting him cause you knew you had to make a big splash and that's what they did. Um, so I think that's a tremendous hire. He's got the history in the league and, uh, Hey, if you, if, if he can't get Embiid and Simmons going together, I mean, you're not going to have a coach that can probably, um, so Going off that, I, I think they fouled it up. I think Doc Rivers had a lot to do with it. But then you go out and you see Dale Murray get fired from Houston, and uh, he he gets fired there. And again, another great pl- person to, or great basketball person to, to fall into your lap there. And and uh, it was pretty cool to hear him come out and say that he was actually planning on sitting out a year. But he said the Sixers were so in on him, and the Sixers kept going after him and kept calling him. And uh, it sounded like the Sixers were all in and. For an t- organization that was being questioned as much as we have been with the Phillies as well, it's cool to hear the Sixers were finally kind of doing that extra step and bringing him in, going out and spending money. I heard there's, uh, I think they're paying him around $10 million a year to be here uh, on top of whatever they're paying Rivers. So they probably, I forget what Rivers' deal is, but I think that's about 5 or $6 million. So you went all out and got spent $15, 16000000 million just for your front uh, office organization there and the coaching and president there. So I think that's a big move on their part. I think it's shows the players they care and they're all in and uh in terms of basketball i think it's a great move i mean he's been successful he, he's willing to take chances which is going to scare some fans i know that um because he he kind of he, he's kind of they call it, they call it more ball they're kind of like money ball because he he plays a different type of system and he kind of does his own thing whether it's um the traditional way or just what he values so it's going to be interesting to see what he does um and in that in that case, I, I like it. I think he's going to take chances, and it, it, hopefully, it pays off. But you couldn't have asked for a better start to this off season, and now it's time to go after the roster. Nick, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I think you know. Uh, so I'm torn with the whole Mori thing. I'm, it confuses me because 
So what is that? Where does that leave Elton Brand? So basically, Maury's the GM, and Elton Brand's just the guy you're going to show on TV, or or, or assistant GM, right? So it's it's kind of like I don't know. I I I think I think it's, you basically gave up on Elton Brand after a year, is what it shows me. Um, and, and and aside from that, like so, he plays Maury Maury ball, right? So so. What's his success like? Where, where, where's has he won championships? Has he won? Because as far as I can see, it seems like this Mori ball he pieces together seems to not work when it comes down to the wire in the play, in, play, in the playoff times, and 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 the, his his teams haven't been able to get over the hump and go to the next the next level. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here, but it, I I feel like the same. I feel like I said similar things with Doc Rivers. Like Doc Rivers is a great coach. He's a great hire. I think, like you said, Andrew, he's the best guy you have to get, and he's the, he's the guy you have to get, but. Is it just wishful thinking that he's going to somehow uh, finally get that second championship because that he has never been able to get with a very talented roster after talented roster after talented roster? Um, you know, is he just going to finally like get over that hump again and get his second title? I don't know. I, I think so. I don't know if it's these are wishful thinking moves in in my opinion, or if they're um, you know, good. I, I think they're the right moves. So I want to start there, but I just don't know if this is going to change the entire team like i said before i think this team as constructed is not going to uh beat lebron james in the finals anytime soon so i i was on here and ridiculed heavily by both i believe andrew and luke um when i said that i don't see the sixers contending for a championship next year and you know as the season starts in a month and a half uh, uh, you know, I think they're far from a championship run still. And I, you know, I think, you know, Andrew, I think to your point, yeah, it'll be exciting to see Maury try to throw together some moves and see what he can do. Land some big names, possibly. Is he going to trade some big names? Maybe. Um, and like you said, that's going to upset a lot of people. Uh, so I think if he screws, if he screws up, the, if he like, if he trades Embiid, I mean like elephant in the room, if he trades Embiid or Simmons, right, it's got to work. Like, and if it doesn't, I mean, you basically just threw away the whole tanking years. <laughs> like, All right. So let's, let's use that as a good segue there, Nick. Uh, thank you very much for bringing up the rumor mill. Um, but actually real quick pause before we do consider it a breaking news. It's really not that big of a deal. And actually it's technically like from half an hour ago, but did you guys see that Nelson Aguilar had a 45 yard touchdown today? I did not see that today, but he is having a fairly good year. Um, yeah, good for I, him. Good I've for thought him. it in my head a couple of times. I wish he was still here, but yeah, I think I think um, I think he was in a situation where he wasn't going to have any more success here, and he but he could have success at, uh, success elsewhere. Like I think I think he, he you know I think that happens you know to guys like Fultz, for instance, with the Sixers. Like you know, he might still be able to pull things around in Orlando. I think I think Aguilar. I think he did what he was capable of, to do here. And I think there was too much pressure. There was too much fans in his ear. He needed to get out of here and start somewhere fresh somewhere else. But the talent was never a question, right? I mean, like he was a, a top. Where did we pick him? First round or, or second round? I must I, say first. Ooh, I, I think he was. First, I think it was first, first round pick. So I mean, the talent was always you know there. Um, so real quick. Do you have any concerns that that could be possibly a similar situation with Carson Wentz? About if we're get rid of him? No, no, that like he could be plateauing here in Philadelphia and needs to leave in order to actually escalate his game. 
I actually saw some interesting rumors about him going to the Colts, which would be my only. I, I, again, I wasn't trying to trade him. I was asking like like about his success, how he felt. I, but, I, but go on. I think the only place he would have possibly have more success is the Colts because of um, Frank Reich. Frank Reich. I mean, that, outside of that, I don't see why he would have success in another system. Okay. And not another system, another team. Other than us. I think Frank Reich and him, for some reason, had a connection. And I think Frank Reich could, you know, just know how to use it properly. Um, I, you know, I, I could actually see him going, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think the Colts thing, it just sounds like it would it would be a good fit for him. I, I don't want it. I mean, I'm on the record. I don't want it to happen yeah. Um, yeah. because, you know, I don't think Hertz is in a position where he's ready to play anytime soon. Again, not my intent. Just kind of. Asking about success versus not. Um, I do think it's an interesting question, though. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, do you have anything to add, or should we go back to the Sixers? Um, I was. I, I agree. I th- I think he'd have more success on other pl- uh, teams because uh, again, I think I think injuries do have a lot to do with it. So I mean, you go to other places that have a healthier like core and stuff, and um, and maybe a coach has been there. I, I think. I mean. I take Pittsburgh for example. Big Ben retired after this year, and you made a trade with the Steelers. I think he'd be set up for a lot more success there. Obviously, being in a team that's seven and nine, so I think it just all depends on the destination he would go to. That's sure. all. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right. Well, let's get ourselves back to the Sixers. Like I said, it was quick breaking news, small segment segment. So rumor mill for the 76ers. Now that we have a president that was a GM, we have a GM, and we have a good coach. Uh, you know, talks of players coming to the Sixers and. Two of which, big names, as far as I can tell. Please correct me if I'm an idiot. Uh, we got <laughs> James Harden possibly following Doc Rivers. And then as well as uh, a small rumor here about Devin Booker. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, real quick. James Harden following Murray. Um, ah, my apologies. My apologies. But Devin Booker's been thrown out there a little bit because he apparently recently it's come out that he wants out of Phoenix. Um I don't know how, how much truth it is to that rumor that he wants out. He's been there for a while, so it wouldn't surprise me either way if he wants to be loyal or um, try to go win somewhere. But um, the Harden rumors are definitely floating around and definitely for real. Apparently the Sixers have already reached out a couple times. So, I, I mean, I think the whole thing with Harden is going to come down to what you have to give up, right? So I, that's I, the element in the really, that you talked about, yes. I'm not really – I'm on the fence with the whole Ben Simmons – for Harden, and you know whatever other side pieces that no one cares about comes along with that, right? Like, like, um, um, like I'm on the fence with it because on one hand, I do think you have a better chance of winning the championship in, in next three years with Harden, but you know it's a gamble because like Ben Simmons is sitting here, what twenty three, something like that, twenty three years old. Uh, I think he's my age. Yeah. Wait, Maybe so, twenty four. So, so, I mean, like, yeah, he has his whole career ahead of him, knock on wood. You know, we'll see what happens uh, as far as, like, his ceiling can go. Uh, and right now, you know, but, but like I said, right now, I don't think he is going to get you a championship. And the other thing that's an interesting factor in this is while we're waiting for Ben Simmons to grow and finally get to a championship level superstar talent, you know, Embiid's about to hit his what I believe is his peak. And I don't think Embiid has a long tr- like career ahead of him. I think he's going to have a Yao Ming type length career where he's, his, his, he's just hurt. Every, I mean, like it is what it is. He's a big guy. He's hurt all the time. 
you know, because he's just a, a, a huge dude, uh, just abusing his body on a daily basis. And it's just like evident in the history of the NBA. It's, it just doesn't lead to a lengthy career, especially the, the, you know, with how much he goes up and down, uh, you know, on the court. So I, I think, like I said, it's, it's, it's a, it's an interesting dilemma to have because, do you want to hold on to Ben Simmons and then miss your window with Embiid? And then at that point, Ben, you roll with Ben Simmons in a post Embiid universe, or do you want to go all in and put the chips all in on the table and get Harden, go with Harden and Embiid and try to win a championship with them? I still so think Nick, I actually them, I'm gonna co- you're going to need to build, uh, you know, around that. So I don't know that you're a championship contender right away, but I, I think, like I said, I think you have a better. I think you have a my, my, no. I'm saying like they still need to develop a depth behind that. They can't just assume with those two players alone they're going to win the championship, right? They have to still develop talent around that. That's all. I'm, not not develop. I mean like piece that together. I, I think in the short, you know, Harden's going to give you a better chance to win a championship this year. So I think it's funny. Uh, you know, this is I believe episode 20 of Philly Sports. Now Nick basically jumping in and. What essentially was my exact question and scenario, which is like kind of too perfect. But a lot of talk is that we're going to get rid of that to get hard and you have to get rid of Simmons. And as you said, exactly as you said it, you know, you either get rid of Simmons so we can win now with Embiid or you keep Simmons and you develop him. And I think there's a couple of things here that we have to understand. First of all, shout out to Luke, who didn't make it today. I know he very much against getting rid of him, uh, getting rid of Simmons. He he very much he made it very clear he wants to keep Simmons. He'd rather develop Simmons instead of get Harden. But I think it's you know it goes back to the win man win now mentality. You know we, we tanked for six years or whatever. Um, are, are we ready to win now? And it, basically, it, the two things you have to ask yourself: Do you want to win right now? In which case, I think you have to go after Harden, uh, especially, you know, like you said, with Embiid and his time frame. Uh, or I think the second scenario is, do you trust Doc Rivers to uh, develop Simmons while also helping Embiid improve the length of his game? Because I think we have to depend on him to keep – because. Sorry, Embiid's big issue, right, is he can't stay uh, healthy or he can't, you know, he's not in shape, right? So can we trust Doc Rivers to get Embiid in shape while also developing Simmons? Or do we trust Maury to get Harden to play with Embiid now and get rid of Simmons? Uh, Andrew, we are we just heard Nick's point. So, Andrew, why don't you jump in with your thoughts on the matter? This is a really good debate. I think it you can go either way with it. I think. To Nick's point, yes, if you want to win this year, who gives you a better chance, Harden and Embiid or Simmons and Embiid? It's Harden and Embiid, and you can't argue it. Like, if you're talking about winning this year, it's not it's not a question. Like, Harden's a better player than Ben Simmons. Like, you no one can – no, you can't make that case that Simmons – I love Ben Simmons, but I also love James Harden. Um, so – I think it's an interesting situation because there's ways to look at it both. Like Nick said, Simmons is younger and all that. But I think if you're if you're the Sixers, you got to first try to get all three of them here, obviously, because I think the deal can get done without adding Simmons and Embiid. Um, and I, I think it, I I don't know how you expect to get Harden without getting rid of one of your stars. Because the Rockets are in a tough position where. 
they've already basically been out there saying Harden's available. So that lowers his trade value. Do you think you um, get rid of Harris? Yeah, you'd have to trade sure. Tobias Harris. You have to trade Tobias Harris or Josh. For Harden? Yeah. Get rid of the whole get rid of the entire Sixers. My trade point the Blue is, do you think they'll accept that? Not, no, like, you're not, then, you're, you're you, not gonna, if you if you can have Simmons, Harden, and Embiid, you could <laughs> sign me and Andrew to the team and they got a shot at winning the championship. <laughs> All right. So I mean, call us up. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll save you. We'll, we'll sign for 500k. So we'll save you millions of dollars on the other. 500k. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll take. We're going to sign on for a bag of tofu. Oh, <laughs> but I, I think uh, uh, going off, going off. So I think a package without Simmons or Embiid would either be Tobias Harris slash Josh Richardson, whichever one you want to throw in there. Um, well, yeah, but they're not going to take both because of money. Um, so it'd be one of those two. It'd be Al Horford. We'll pay half one guy's salary. You take them. Like, no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Go you ahead. guys will join the team, like, uh, like, like Mac and Charlie. You'll you'll share one salary. We'll, <laughs> we'll pay. We will pay the Rockets to take our place. <laughs> <laughs> um, Go ahead. So a, a deal in my eyes would be a Horford Richardson. About four first rounders, and uh, before five, four first rounders, Thibel, and probably like a Shake Milton. Is that like for real? You actually think that that's a possible deal? Yeah, like that's what the that's what the Clippers did. They traded five first rounders for Paul George to the Thunder. Uh, um, I mean, what's that? that five, way, is that like five first rounders for the next five years? Uh, no, because you can't. Um, so so like, where, where are those first round picks coming from? From other so because uh so Daryl uh, you guys are gonna like this but Daryl Murray is kind of like a, a, a more developed version of Sam Hinkie so he acquires picks after pick and all that kind of stuff and um, right. same with same with the Thunder guys so for example the Sixers have the Thunder Thunder's pick this year uh, Oklahoma City's first rounder so you, like you'd include Oklahoma City's pick and then your picks as two first rounders but not two years worth you know what I'm saying right so where you can only have three well. Uh, have, we have more down the road, is what I'm saying. I'm just, right. And th- the other rule is in the NBA, you can't trade your own pick back to back years. So, like, theoretically, so the Sixers traded their first round pick in 2022. They can't trade their 2023. They have to go to the 2024 pick. Um, but yeah, it'd be something like that. And that's how you'd keep all of them. Um, and it, it's kind of. Just the facts with Andrew. <laughs> um, but no, I think. I'm personally torn on this because I go back and forth. Um, I understand Harden's 31, but I, I see him being like a LeBron James. He's going to play till he's 37. He's going to play till he's 36, 37. Like, he's, and, one of the best, he's one of the best scorers of our lifetime. Um, and, and you know, he's, he's not going to quit until he gets a ring. Like, yeah, I mean, it, he, needs, he doesn't even have one. So like, like he wants at least one ring. So I, I really think you're going to get everything out of Harden for the next. But, but So Luke brought up the point of, if we if we got this, how long would we have Harden for? What's his contract situation? You know, would we have to resign him? Could we lose him? Like, what would it be with all of that? You'd have him for two years uh, with an opt with an opt out. Um, so you'd be taking a little chance, but it, you have him longer. You have him for two years. I mean, obviously, if it works out, you're going to sell him. He's in a big city, big market. He doesn't have to worry about worry about that at all. So. Again, I, I think 
And, and the pieces around him here are more than what he has in Houston. So I, I really think that at this point, I think he'd be willing to stay. Um, and it, it's, it's an interesting debate because, again, it, to your point, but either way, in my eyes, at this point, and I said this, I think the last time we talked about the Sixers, if Ben Simmons and Embiid don't work out this year, you have to trade one of them because you can mm-hmm. only waste so many years. So either way, you're taking a chance, one, by keeping them, because you're taking a chance of, oh, I just passed up on a top three player in the game uh, to, to try to get Simmons and Embiid to work out. But then you're right. If you trade them, then you're taking a chance in two, three years. If you lose Simmons and you don't re-sign them, what do you say? But uh, So either so, way, to me, it's a pretty chancy chance situation either way. I'm going to throw my input in here. I personally would get rid of Simmons for Harden. Um, I, I know Harden's the scorer, and I, I think I heard, I forget, on the radio or somewhere, I, I don't know, maybe it was TV, they were saying basically, like, you know, if you give up Simmons for Harden, you're basically, your defense goes down, but you're off. And, you know, unfortunately, I, I really kind of see Simmons the way we were just talking about with Aguilar, you know? You, he, uh, he, he, it's, it's one of those things where Simmons absolutely is a great player. He absolutely has talent. He absolutely is untapped potential, right? But it, it, he's also a hothead. And I, I, I know I don't consider him and Embiid uh, like, like rivals in a negative way at all. But I, I, think, I think by throwing someone else in the mix and moving one of them, I, I think that's going to happen. Andrew, exactly like you just said, if nothing happens this year, you're going to have to get rid of one of them. We already got rid of the coach. And I think that's what's going to happen. And it, if you have that chance to do it now and you get Harden to replace him and Harden and Embiid go off, like maybe they don't beat the Lakers, but I could see them going to the finals. Like I, I don't know. I, I, I think I, that's worth that risk. I think, I think, I think another issue though is so Harden has gotten paired with superstars quite a few times now, and he's never been able to get over the hump. So what's the deal with that? And and you know, I, I don't know. That's concerning to me. Like like, Andrew, don't get me wrong. I love Harden. Like he. No, but my, my point is see. So go ahead, school me because like that's just every year I root for him to win a championship, and he he they just never can get over the hump, and they always pair him with with big superstars. It's not like he hasn't had big names like an Embiid, is what I'm saying. Like like he has these big name players, and he he still just can't make it happen, Uh, or has been able to make it happen so far. That's correct in a way, Um, and by, by in a way I mean he's had big names, but I think they've. And I know it sounds like excuses, but I, I'm, my point is, I don't think he's had the big name for him. Meaning, and, and this sounds contradictory because Simmons would just be another version of that if you kept all three. But with Embiid, I think you can make it work. Is they've gotten more of clogged superstars for Harden, meaning they've never gotten that bigger guy to play off ball with him. Like if you look at the big names he's played with, it's a Chris Paul who. Chris Paul's a point guard. He wants the ball, just like James Harden wants the ball. Like, James Harden is more of a guard type that's going to get 10 assists, get 30 points a game. Um, so he kind of they kind of get the same player there in that eyes, and they never had a, a top-notch center or down-low guy or even a, a pure strict shooter that uh, you might add. Um, and then same thing with this year. What do they do? They trade Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook, who, I mean, that's more of a that's, – I mean, yeah, Russell Westbrook is a superstar name, but that's worse of a fit than Chris Paul ever was. And, and James Harden's able to make that work to um he's able to make that work and get in spots where they had a chance to win it all and stuff and and i think um 
the same thing with this year. And I know you're going to go back to the beginning of his career when he played with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. But that was back in his beginning of the day when he 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 wasn't the superstar he is now. He he was playing by. He was playing behind. He was playing behind Kevin. He was playing behind Kevin Durant and uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. So he was the sixth man off the bench. So yeah, he played with superstars, but he wasn't getting like he wasn't the superstar go-to guy that he is now. So I think if you mix in Harden with Embiid and Simmons, you can move Simmons and Embiid down low and have Harden take care of the ball. And I think that worked a lot better than what he he's been exposed with in the past. Yeah. No. No. No question when it comes to if you can get all three. I was more yeah, talking about... Yeah, that's 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 like the the best-case scenario. Even, <laughs> even if he gets even all three... Go, I, I, I mean, I think, you know... <laughs> like, you know, I think place, the he, Sixers have the best chance in the East to go to the finals easily. So, I, I, I mean, even, I, I'm more just even saying... Even Harden and Bead is, I think, a better duo than what he's dealt with in the past. Okay, well. I mean... I think there's an argument there, like you were saying. I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I just, you know, brought it up because you know somebody had to. It was like, you know, I, I, but look, Hard, Harden just is coming off of back to back to back scoring titles, so it's not like he's slowing down anytime soon. You know, to your point about like, it seems like the way LeBron's been, you know, has been able to keep going. Harden's going to be able to keep going. I kind of think of it as like Tom Brady versus Drew Brees almost, you know, and and it's like. You know, I think these guys are going to be able to keep playing, so they're much older than you know it's been in the past. Um, so I, 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 I think the big risk is going to be him resigning here too. You know, the, sure. these 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 bas- you know, the NBA players, it, it it's you can't trust them. You can't it's trust impossible them. To, to, yeah. to to put any trust in any of them, like right. So he, it's all sports now. He, I mean, it's the NBA leaps and bounds ahead of anyone else. I mean, I mean, you're not he, wrong, Andrew, but I agree with Nick. It's leaps and bounds ahead because like, because look, you, you, you can, in other sports, you can just still make a deal with somebody in the NBA. They go, okay, I want to go to LA, Miami or LA or Orlando or Miami or where's it warm and there's beaches and like it's popping. That's where I want to go to. So Again, that, I, I think, you know, no, I know. I mean, it's like fact. The end. That's I would say all sports are that too. Like, I disagree entirely with that. I mean, you can't you, you can't give me sim, like the similar scenarios like like what what's going to be your example? Tom Brady, he retired. It's like an old guy going down to Florida. He literally was an old guy <laughs> retiring in Florida. <laughs> that, that dude that dude put up twenty years in Boston. And believe me, as someone who currently lives in Massachusetts, I want to get out of here tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> I don't know how he lived there for twenty years as the best player. If I was him, I would have pieced out ten years ago. All right, and, and ten, it still would have been ten years in Boston, which is still too long. <laughs> All right, no, uh, we're any... getting off the point. But I, 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 Zach, I'm on your side. If when the chip when the chips are down, give me Harden, and I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. Uh, I, I said before, I said I don't think that I could see. What did I say? I said I don't see a move the Sixers can make that would make them legit contenders. This would be the move that I never thought that they could make. So I, I think it would be pretty cool. I, I still think the best. The best name, most realistic name, without giving up the world's end for would be Buddy Heald from the Kings. Um, to, to stay in the rumor mill, I, I, he's been thrown out a lot, um, and I think I, I think Buddy Heald would be the best fit, most realistic name, um, without giving up your entire like future. Uh, Buddy, future, but Buddy Heald would be amazing. You know, he, he's. Yeah. 
again, he's super young. You pair him with Simmons and Embiid. You see what you can you can get out of these three guys moving forward. And that would be a, a, a move I'd be all in. I don't think that makes you contenders this year for a championship, but I do think moving it, forward that that is a, a, a championship, you know, threesome that you can roll with. Does it make you? Uh, does it make you beat LeBron and the Lakers this year? I would say no. On paper, no. But I think it makes you favorites in the East. All right, I, I got one more uh, Sixers rumor news that I wanted to talk about. That's actually on the lighter side of things. Now, no real hot takes here, folks. Have you guys heard the big rumors that's supposed to come out this week about the Sixers? Yes or no, real quick? Yes. Definitely not. Okay, well, I'm glad I can tell it to someone then. Um, big, big Big news is that the rumor, uh, the the Sixers are going to be dropping their alternate uniforms for this uh, coming season this week, and the rumor is that those uniforms are going to be the 2000s black Sixers jerseys. Wow, isn't it amazing how much how funny like that is? Like when we were in that era of Sixers, everyone hated those uniforms. They yep. hated. The black, they yep. hated the the white. They hated oh, the only one people liked was the blue, <laughs> right? That's <laughs> the only up. one. Kyle the Corver in the blue looked phenomenal. Yes, yes, right. AI in the blue. I mean, it's classic. I mean, but people people <laughs> despise those black uniforms when we had this. <laughs> but the sad thing, including myself, and the sad thing is, I'd be excited to see them throw that in as an alternate. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty pumped. Uh, it sounds like it's pretty legit. So so for anyone who doesn't know, what the, what's the what been happening over the weekend is the Sixers have been tweeting random pictures of darkened silhouettes of players or parts of players' uniforms, and it's just black like silhouettes. And... Uh, at first, people thought that they were just re-releasing Iverson's jersey because AI tweeted it. and uh, But then Ben Simmons also tweeted something out, and then the Sixers tweeted something out. So it got everyone thinking that it's actually going to be the alternate, not just more Man, AI. That'd be, pretty, that'd be pretty rough if Ben Simmons is over here tweeting out the alternate jersey, and then tomorrow he gets traded for James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come on, guys, New Jersey's. Uh, I think it's funny though. I I'm excited. I, I I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I've never been nostalgic for a jersey before. But if I saw a Simmons or Embiid or even Tobias Harris like <laughs> black 2006er jersey, I'm gonna be pretty excited. Yeah, I mean, look, the Sixers have what six alternate uniforms as it is. So I, I thought that I thought they could use another one. You know. <laughs> um. All right. Let's move on to the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, Andrew, you want to take away on this one? Cause we talked about him, uh, running the reins with it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's still a pretty frustrating situation for the, whoever doesn't know the latest Andy McPhail press conference. He mentioned, uh, we're most likely going to run with the interim GM, uh, for Andrew, the season. Andrew was pretty heavy on the fail there. He was like Andy McPhail. <laughs> I know, I thought it was like a bad nickname slash uh, slash bad pun or something there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's it, it's a rough situation. And he, he mentions, I mean, they're going to the Phillies are going to continue to use the COVID excuses throughout the offseason, which um, is just. Amazing. Yeah, as as Andy came out and said in his press conference, they're most likely going to run out with the interim GM. And to this state, I mean, we, we talked about men Cle- or Matt Klentak, what being fired like three, four weeks ago at this point. For those who don't know, the Sixers have yet to have one interview, not one interview for the new GM spot, because they believe that uh, a new GM is not going to want to 
uproot, as Andy uh, used the word, to Philadelphia in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so don't don't worry about this. What the Sixers did just across hired two, yeah, across the street, just hired two fantastic front office hires. But no, no one's going to want to change their position in uh, the middle of a pandemic. I think we've um, talked about this before, but but do we see Middleton exchanging the team with anyone anytime soon? No, I really don't. He he's but, a Philly but, guy. I, I, he's I, a Philly I, guy. He loves the area. He he's gonna continue to hold on to the team. Um, Listen, and, I, I get people's anger and frustration. All right, I really do, but I, I'm not ready to quit on on Middleton. I'm really not. I I like him. I think he's a Philly guy. I think he's from the area. Andrew, I'm just repeating what you said. <laughs> But, but no, no, I I I did. I always liked him for those reasons. Like, no, he's a great cool. guy. It's like it's like a cool story. Like Philly fan buys the team. He's he's Philly fan becomes super rich, buys the team, right? Like it's like it's a cool situation. And I I just pull for him. I really want it to work out. I agree, Nick. Uh, like personally, I I, I mean, I, we've met Middleton in uh in spring Not just training because we met him the day after. They signed Bryce Harper. I don't know if I've ever seen a happier so person. Happy I know. No, and amped up. And he, it was just like, I, I, like I, I saw it in his face, like how much it meant to him to give it to the fans, like yes. to get Harper for the fans. And like, that was a huge thing. And I think, I do think it's a little, you know, it's a little crappy of, of a situation too. He went all in, like he like tried, he like worked his butt off to make that happen. And then like the next day it was like, but he didn't fix the pitching, but like everybody wanted Harper here. Like that was like numero uno, what people wanted. Like, but the next day people were like already on, on, on his case, like on what he hadn't done yet. And look, I think that's fair to a degree, but Harper's been here for a year and a half. Right. And, and I think you gotta let this have more of a chance than a year and a half's worth of baseball. I think there's a, there's still a good chance you can put together this team. And look, I get everyone's going to be bombed to see JT Real Muto go. But on the other hand, he, look, he, 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 he's top five in like every statistic for a catcher, right? And it, you're not going to be able to replace his bat easily in the lineup or his glove. But, but I think you, you're going to be able to find a catcher that's serviceable, right? And, and, and let's face it, on teams— on the majority of teams, on winning ball clubs these days, they don't have uh, an MVP caliber catcher, right? It, you can't you can't put your money there if you want to put it in other places. So if they don't sign JT and they sign some good relievers for the season, I'm almost okay with that as long as they sign a serviceable replacement for JT. Uh, meaning, uh, I forget his name, but I think the guy from James the Cubs uh, or James McCann. White, White Sox, not Cubs. Sorry, uh, Chicago. Uh, but 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 like I, I think you sign you sign James and and he's like I said you you're not going to be able to rely on him like in a four spot like JT. But look, that's where you're going to need your thirty three hundred thirty million dollar guy to step it up and 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 be let's face it better than he was than he than he has been. Which I know he's been great, but look, he you're paying him three hundred thirty million dollars. He needs to step it up and be the MVP of the team, right? I think I think Reese Hoskins is going to come back, and I think you can rely on him's bat. So my point is, like, I think the offense is good. I've I've always said that it's the pitching they need to fix. And if you come in with a guy who's going to be not as good as JT, obviously, but you know, a serviceable catcher, I think you could still win with this team. 
It just all depends on what happens. And the front office has given you no reason to believe that they'll do anything. That's why it's frustrating. If you had a front office where, like, the Dodgers or, or the Red Sox or whatever team that, if they lose a guy, they go out and, and get a guy, then, yeah, you people would be more relaxed to say that. But everyone here knows you lose JT, you don't know what you're going to get because these guys aren't going to go out and, and sign a, a serviceable catcher right off the bat. They might say, okay, we're going to – Andrew Knapp had a decent year last year or, or a successful season, so we're going to run with Andrew Knapp as the starter. Um, like th- th- this, that's that's the issue. Like the 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 front office here and Andy McPhail, and, and that's why I'm not calling out John Milton because I do believe he's a Philly guy. And I mean, as the owner, he's not making those decisions. That's Andy and last year Matt. This year, uh, I mean, this year it's going to depend on what you do. But that that's where the issue comes in. And if you're going to keep an interim GM, he was working with Matt Klintak, and they're and they're still going to have that. So they're going to have the same mindset as last year. That's where the frustration comes in, in my eyes at least. I don't know about everyone else. Is If you do lose JT, they give me no reason to believe they're going to go out and sign the, a top five reliever in the offseason. Or top five in the market reliever in the offseason. They give me no confidence and they're going to go sign a James McCann in the offseason. They give me no confidence and they're going to go sign whatever guy. And that, that's my issue and my worry is you're going to lose JT. You just traded Sixto Sanchez, one of the best upcoming pitchers in the game, especially after all the success he had last year. And, and you're running into a large value of issues, and that's the problem. Because you're losing more than just JT's bat. You're losing Bryce Harper, who who's advocates how important of a re-sign that is almost every day. You lose Zach Wheeler, coming out, who came out and said, the reason why I signed with the Phillies is because of JT and his ability to call games and catch. That, that, that was your big offseason pitcher signing last year. So you're losing more than just his bat and his glove. You're losing a lot internally as well and that's the fear i have in letting him go is you're going to lose confidence from the players as well i i, I, I couldn't agree more and i and I, again i think it's going to come down to what how they handle losing him and if you're right if they're just going to replace him with andrew knapp i mean they're in they're in i mean then i i'm completely on on board with what you're saying uh, absolutely i mean you can't you got to go out and get james mccannon and and sign big relievers uh so I mean, we'll see. You're, but you're right, Andrew. I mean, I, I guess to my point, my, my point is I understand people going like, what have, they sh- what have they showed us? You know, they did sign Bryce Harper and they did sign Zach Wheeler, and these are big contracts. You know, there's only so much money you can spend, you, you know? Like, like I, I know there's no cap in baseball, but I'm saying, like, there's only so much. I mean, this is, this is coming from his pockets, so I don't know how much money uh, Middleton's got in the bank, you know, and with COVID and everything, how much money he's losing on a daily basis from his businesses, how much money he's losing from the Phillies. And I am not saying I feel bad for the guy. I'm just saying these are realistic factors that will play into how much money he can spend on a free agent in the offseason. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, for sure. You're, you're absolutely right, Nick. I, I think there's legitimate like concerns. You know, I, I think, I think more or less it's, it's, the office management it's not actually the players right and i think we've touched upon that that we're more i I think middleton shows his heart in this team and that he wants to do what's right for the team and i think that's what you talked about especially with our our personal experiences when we saw him um but i i think the real question then comes down to uh, making better office decisions so and andrew's talked about that i don't need to go into anything anymore um andrew was there anything else regarding the phillies that you wanted to talk about today no, I, I just think as free agency opens up, I mean, obviously there's a lot of holes. I'd say 
just, I mean, I'm not going to go through all the players, but the, the most important positions are going to be the relief, the reliever. Um, I, I don't, I don't think the Phillies like Adam Hazley, so don't be surprised if they make a move for a center fielder. Um, then you're going to have a shortstop to fill. You're going to have possibly a catcher to fill. Like there's gonna, there's a lot of holes, and that's that's where the question and concern comes in from fans. Is it's more than just even if you resign JT, you still have a lot of holes, and it's it's a probably one of the most important off seasons you've had in a while. All right, everyone. Well, that about wraps it up here at Philly Sports. Now, thank you for joining us. Episode twenty, big big, big episode, big big number. 2-0. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This is Philly Sports Now, a Philly fan podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Philly underscore Sports Now. That's at Philly underscore S-P-R-T-S Now. That's Sports Without the O, folks. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I mean, they're not playing, but there's a lot going on, so go Birds! Go Birds! Go Birds!